0: Mr. Pop.
1: (laughs) I love the lyrics, but I hate the music.
2: This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine.
1: Hi, welcome to another edition of Rock and Roll. My name's Kevin Hillier Are with me? Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. We're not making around. We've got a lot to get through. We've got a magnificent chart to talk about this week from 1975. So I welcome, firstly,
2: Mark Fine. Hello, Finey. Karma, demon doggies. What a terrible <laughs> grand final. I really sort of like both teams and they both tug at the heartstrings. There's no Collingwood or Carlton or Essendon, or as I used to say, I should have said one of the three Cs, Colin will yes. and up and I'm Um The interstate, I could normally put a line through, except for Sydney because my daughter barracks for them. But, you know, but Melbourne and the doggies, it's really hard to care because I, I like them both. Yep, yep. Yeah.
1: There's there's a case to be made for both if you're a non-supporter of either, if you know what I mean. Uh, hello, Brian Maddox. Hello, Kev. How are you? I'm good. That's good very good. I'm good. It's grand final week uh, as we record this. So uh, that's, uh, and I should say, AFL grand final week. It's uh, the preliminary final weekend for the uh, National Rugby League competition. Uh, But we've had the Brownlow medal on Sunday night, and we'll talk about that. And we've got the grand final coming up on Saturday night. So uh, it's a a big week. Uh, It's not a big week in Melbourne, though, but it's a massive week in Perth, and they are absolutely dining out on it over in the West. Yes. And we're dining in on it over here. Yeah. Yeah. The seven day lockdown that's turned into 80 days.
0: Yeah. yeah. And we bought some submarines too. The beauty. <laughs> yes. We got yeah. some uh, nuclear ships. And I tell you what, China gives us any shit now. We say, hang on, you want to have a go at us? You just wait right here. We'll be back in 20 years with our new sub. <laughs>
2: uh, yes. I, I don't know why we don't. You know, all these embargoes by the Chinese on our stuff, I don't know why we don't embargo special fried rice. Just as a warning, <laughs> a, as a warning, short soup, but if it gets down to tin pack, we'll, we'll embargo the big ones. and vegetables... Satay chicken, sesame prawns—they're all
0: out. <laughs> It'll destroy their economy. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: In one, one, uh, just one stroke of the pen, off you go, all done. Yeah. And,
0: and
2: also, we should, we should do a sort of a naval embargo of all tablets to make their penises bigger and longer, because isn't
0: that what the main thing they worry about? <laughs> yes. 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 Well, well, I mean. I mean I'll kill a Bengal tiger so they Correct. can front up these bones and make get a stiffy out of it. They reckon. They've, they've, they've knocked off the black rhinoceros, the Asian
2: rhinoceros, the Asian Asiatic tiger, the Bengal tiger, the unicorn. You know they used to be unicorns. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they couldn't resist. So they saw a unicorn and straight away they wanted that. <laughs> oh, that'll get me. That'll get me going in the bedroom. Bit of unicorn horn. Yeah. Yeah, well, they've been doing it for 300 years and they haven't put on a mill. What, what is it with these guys? They just eat, eat everything the back, <laughs> you know. What? what?
2: No, but monkey, a, lot, a, lot it, a lot of it is for virility and to make them bigger, stronger. I don't, I don't know whether they've ever, you know, undone their fly and check whether it's working. Well, but before they, before they. <laughs> Before they eat the elephant and the panda
0: bear and the koala bear into its things, and somebody should tell them it doesn't work. You notice, you notice too, that President Z, whenever you see him, there's all these giant phallic missiles up behind him. You know, I think he's overcompensating a little bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I preferred, I preferred President X and Y. But Z is a Yeah. Uh,
1: have you well, two? Have you two quite finished on your tirade of
2: uh,
1: um, uh, the inflammatory comments about our uh, northern neighbours?
2: I'll tell you this about the Chinese: if yeah. I died tomorrow, I would be eternally grateful for them because their food, their cuisine, has immeasurably made my life more enjoyable. So they get the big thumbs up, but they're behaving in a rather recalcitrant manner. Yes, fair yeah. enough. I know. Did, you what they, did you hear what they said about us? No. Well, what was that? They said, from um, one of their, their lashings of rhetoric, they said, we should not invest so heavily in being the United States lackey because if it ever comes down to a war, we are cannon fodder. Oh.
0: That's. Wow.
1: A- I was going to say, them think- there is fighting words.
0: Yeah, if gonna, the they've got one point two billion people to back it up. Yeah, that's why you need if you're going to have. Because I think the people are okay. That communist party I don't like, but <laughs> if you're going to have a war, what you want? If you want China and India to start it because they've got billions of people both, of them. they've both got the nukes. They can start, and then England and America and Australia, we can come in, in a pinch and the pincer move later. Yeah, uh-huh. I've got one final comment
2: about Red China. Yes. Never put it on a blue table saw, Very unless you're Barry Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Very good.
1: Very good. Yeah, uh, nice way to finish that. Let's talk Brownlow Medal. What, what did you make of the Brownlow? Brian, did you watch it? Did you uh, Were you transfixed by it? Were uh, you bored by it? Were you enthralled by it? I had it, it
0: on. It's, it's kind of good to watch the round-by-round round highlight because it sort of refreshes what happens through the season for you. But it's an incredibly boring night, I reckon. I don't know what the... You know, I don't know that it should be on TV. It's sort of it's boring, I reckon. Yeah, anyway, that's it,
1: for it went. It that's went it for did me. it go nearly four hours or just over four hours? I I wasn't counting. I sort of I, I, it tends to be one of those shows. I do stuff. I do read stuff and watch stuff and and uh, sort of occupy myself with other stuff while it's on. Yeah, you
0: multitask while you're watching. it. Correct. Yeah.
2: Funny. Well, because of something else that happened later that night, I've actually I went and got a screwdriver out of the toolkit and smashed it into my earlobe. So pardon my brain fell out because I don't want to remember what happened after the stuff. Um, well, at least that guy that won it can finally that guy Ollie can finally stop He's whining. Wines, yeah, I mean, you know, all right, you're one. Ollie Wines, yes. not anymore.
0: Yes. yes. He, should be, he should be putting out cast wine, call it Ollie Wines.
2: He, he's a lovely bloke and his per- parents I've met a few times at the footy. Yep. Are brilliant people. They're great. They, they come down from Exuka every week when they play in Melbourne, every time they play in Victoria. They're just, they're great. They're just, you know, really encouraging when I was at SEN and, and you know, and. Well, very nice family. I really, I'm really pleased for them. And Melbourne, they can win the flag, but that was probably the greatest drafting mistake I think I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they he did, they and did. And he didn't want to go to. He certainly didn't want to go to Port Adelaide. What did Melbourne do to stuff that up?
2: All right. So they're very close to the Viney family. That's they right. Played all this yep. junior football with um, Jack Viney, and they were the two best youngsters, no question. And Melbourne were concerned; they had problems. Drafting these top draft picks that knew each other, uh, that they'd become a bit clicky, and they were worried that the two boys, Ollie and Jack, together, um, would just maybe horse around a bit and, you know, just be too much of a, a too mating and, and not sort of go there and um, become part of the rest of the club very easily. Yeah. So uh, they decided to split them up and, of course, they took Viney because of the family connection. And do you know who else they took instead of Ollie Wine?
1: No. Jimmy Tompas. Jimmy Tompas. Oh, yes. Went to Adelaide in the end, didn't he? he went to Port Adelaide. Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, that's he right. not get a game. Yeah. Yeah, um, he could not play. He's not up to AFL and they passed on Ollie Wine.
1: Well, that's one. Wow. Of, that's one of the ones that, uh, yeah, the the famous that one that got away. Uh, look, a good player, yeah. terrific player. Do I think he's the best player in the competition? Well, I, personally, I don't. But um, he won the award, and good on him. And it was, a, it was, I guess, it was an exciting end of the vote count. But I'm sorry, I just found the whole thing very tedious. Uh, one thing I did want to mention that I thought was, I thought was disgracefully done. Um, was the uh, RIP segment, the uh, tribute to the people who'd passed away during the yeah, year.
2: Yeah, that, really, that was very quickly flitted through,
1: wasn't it? It was awful. It was it – was, the music was – it sounded like a, a disc that you use for a, a, a bad uh, radio commercial. Um, there was no voiceovers uh, telling you, you know, the, the late the oh, Sir Su- yeah, Silvani. There was none of that. And then when it finished, it went straight into a bloody Ladbrokes ad.
2: Anything at least they should have had on the screen their record of how many games yeah they
1: played with and and there was a glaring omission that got pointed out to me later that Frank Costa wasn't mentioned in the uh, in the people yeah, that passed ter- away
2: terrible
1: yeah so yeah, terrible. it was only players and there was no yeah. narrative about any of the players and yet then when they yeah. did the retirement segment it was a bloody multi million dollar production yeah. with uh, voiceovers yeah. and highlights and bloody statistics and everything you wanted no
2: really good pickup that's a good point. Um yeah, it's not a great award. It's too. It's become too obvious that it's specifically for a certain type of player. And David King got it right. He said, you know, they'd be delighted to have their first Brownlee medalist. But, in fact, it indicates what their problem is. Because the Brownlee medalist, ideally and now almost permanently, is a very good midfielder from a good team that doesn't have a deep midfield. It's how yeah. Prutus won. It's how Judd one. at Carlton. You can be, as long as could have got a 50-50 record or better. You know, that's why, I mean, Paris voted well, but you don't want him to vote that well, Brian. You want Caldwell to vote. You want another midfielder to come in and get some votes, not just Paris and Merritt. Yeah. You want Steele to get 80% of the midfield votes. They need hannabury to play. They need Gresham playing. And they need their other midfielders to get both, not just one player. Yeah. yeah
1: it's a very good
2: point. Yeah, you know, and that's why and Pelly did not win and that's why Oliver did not win and Petrarca did not win because they've got better midfields and yeah. that's why you're in the grand final.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, very, mm. very good point as well. The only consoling point for me is that I then last night turned over and watched um, what I thought was the Dallium uh, Awards uh, for the, uh, uh, the equivalent uh, in the National Rugby League competition in the NRL yeah. – it goes for two weeks. They had a they had a two hour television presentation last night that I watched bits and pieces of again multitasking while I was watching it, and they finished up saying that well we'll be back next Monday night at uh, which is the equivalent of their Monday night before their grand final next Monday night with the finale of the awards we finish at round twenty two and we'll come back and finish the awards off we've got five nominations. For the top award, and we'll come back and announce the winner and the team of the year and all that stuff next week. So they put it out over two
2: weeks. It's been produced by the people who make MasterChef.
1: Yeah, well, it's a bit like that, and it's funny because one of the blokes who's in the top five of their nominees that they announced during the night as they go through and uh, isn't in the top ten in the voting. So he clearly has a, a massive run at the at the end of the last three or four games or whatever they got left to count. Um, James Tedesco, but. It's like he's he's ninth or 10th on the leaderboard and he's one of the top five and a couple of blokes above him aren't even going to get a mention next week. So it's really it,
2: weird. Is it, it, is going to win? It.
1: Well, he's one of the five with Tedesco and uh, Cleary and I'm trying to think who the others are. Um, uh, Walker it's from it's South really Sydney. Field. I can't think of it. There's no Storm players. So the Storm will probably win <laughs> the grand final, but they, they won't win the Dalli M. So did you know
2: Trebojevic was... In the Swans Academy, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot like of photos been circulating. AFL. He's a really good AFL player, apparently.
1: Yes, but decided to go um, down the uh, down the rugby league path, and he's obviously no, done no, very no, no. Well.
2: He, was forced, he was forced out because Brian Taylor couldn't pronounce his
1: name. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he would have come up with a nickname or something. <laughs> it would have been, but anyway. So the Brownlow's done uh, for another year. Um, now, one, uh, you want to know why? I, you want to know
2: why I knocked part of my brain out?
1: No, why? What happened after the awards that you decided you need the screwdriver?
2: Well, I'm a West Ham supporter, and that Manchester United West Ham game is still causing me. I swear, I had a nightmare about it last night.
1: That, Ronaldo scored the first goal. I saw that.
2: He scored the. No, we scored the first goal. West Ham scored the first goal. Oh, Ronaldo right. replied. Nothing happened until the 89th minute. It was a very good game. They brought Vessi Lingard on, and he kicked a goal. Yep. You know, he was the one who was at West Ham last year. That's right. Yeah, he was too. So they brought him on as a sub. and kicked a great goal. And then with the third minute in the third minute of three minutes added on, we got a penalty. And you know what David Moyes did? No. He took a player off and brought Mark Noble on to take the penalty. Now, Mark Noble, not only didn't play, hasn't played and won't play at all this year. He he brought him on for one kick. He brought him on for one kick. Why would you do that? He's a great penalty, he's been our penalty taker and we have had recent problems of missing penalties, but it got saved by the United Keeper and I had a connecting fit and now we're short. Well, the television still works, it's got a huge black line on it because I threw threw my phone, it wasn't even on TV, I was watching it on the phone, I threw it at the TV
1: So so you're you're watching the uh, EPL on on your phone, and and you threw the phone at the TV. What did you (coughs) did you break both the phone and the TV, or just the TV? The phone, phone, TV's a bit, but
2: there was a golfer on, and I thought he, I thought he gave me a dirty look
1: after he So you threw the phone at the TV. Oh goodness me! If I did that for the team I follow in the EPL, I'd be uh, six phones down in the last two weeks because Tottenham have been beaten 3-0 in the last two weeks and have looked like, um, seriously, they wouldn't get a game in my backyard. It
2: started so
1: well, they beat Man City, did Yeah, they? Yeah, they've, well, mind you, they've conceded, I think, eight goals and kicked two for the season. So they're not exactly, with their much-talked-about, uh, you know, multi-multi-multi-million-dollar man up forward, they're not kicking and putting a lot of balls in the back of the net. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And on that I just want to say uh, during the week my boyhood soccer idol died. He passed away at the age of 81, Jimmy Greaves. Yeah,
2: yeah, Jimmy Greaves.
1: One of one of the great players of all time. I, 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 yeah. as a kid I had his photo up on the inside of my wardrobe. He was it was uh, I used to watch that big match highlights thing and, and hang yeah, out, yeah. Hang yeah, out yeah. to see the Tottenham games and he was he was in the 66 squad for um for the World Cup but didn't play uh, in the final. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he was—he was one of the greats. He still holds the record at Tottenham, and and probably will forever, I think. Uh, and uh, yeah, sad to see he passed away at eighty-one.
0: Yes. Do you follow a team, Brian? Um. Yeah, I like Bournemouth in the Champions League because they're red and black, and I loved it when they were in the. Uh, in EPL. Yeah, they're playing well. Yeah, and when they were in the EPL, they've only got nine and a half thousand capacity at their ground. So the idea of them playing Man U, I thought, was hilarious. Yeah. But I kind of like Liverpool a lot too, um, probably because of the Beatles came from Liverpool. Yeah.
2: Now, now you know, there's a great story about Bournemouth because about 35 years in the 60s actually, or 35, 50 years ago, whatever. Um, they were just in the fourth division and pretty didn't get much attention. So their owner or their manager at that stage, chairman or whatever it was, decided we're going to change our name to AFC Bournemouth. So alphabetically, we're ahead of all the other teams, like Arsenal and that. not <laughs> so then, like AFC Bournemouth, and all the time, like. Arsenal hates them for doing that, <laughs> yeah, but that's their official name. But alphabetically, when they're in the Premier League, when they list the teams, they're they're listed first. Very funny.
1: So what's yeah, the what's the AFC? Because that's in Ted Lasso, that team, that imaginary team in Ted Lasso. Uh, which won all yes. the Emmy Awards is AFC Richmond. Yeah, my wife watches
2: that. It, oh, it's very she good. Said, Come and watch it. I said, oh, I've seen enough Richmond to last you a long time. It stands for Association
1: Football Club. Oh, okay. I wonder what it stood for. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, Ted Lasso is very good, but I think I've, I witnessed a program jumping the shark. It's been terrific up until the last, the current episode that's up on, uh, on whatever, I think it's on Disney, no, not Disney, it's Apple or something, is um, just. It just blows your mind. You've got no idea what they're doing. I think it must have been done by different script writers or something that just off with the pixies. But they won all the uh, all the Emmy Awards yesterday. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: and, and you know what with the been you well, can and get into even more is Monica. Yeah. You know, called, called an American crime story or something. You know, about Monica Lewinsky. Oh uh-huh.
1: yeah, this is the um what's it called? Misdemeanor? Oh no, impeachment or something. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, American crime. I don't know, but it's but it's her version of events. Oh,
1: really? Is that what it, I, I saw a bit of it the other night? But I didn't under I didn't watch it because I didn't want to get involved with it because it was halfway through. Oh, is this her version of what happened?
2: Yeah, I mean, she got absolutely destroyed. She's just a, a starry-eyed kid, you
1: know that that bit. a trip. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. I, I did pick up on who she was in the uh, yeah. in the little bit I saw. Yeah.
2: Now. We're gonna get. And and apparently, according to Monica, according to that show, he
0: swings a bit of pipe to the old bit. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Oh. He's stoned out out of his head for the whole presidency. He's off his chop. I'm talking talking about about what he's packing. He's rolling down, apparently. Uh Oh,
2: really? Well, according
1: to We've just opened up the way too much information file, I reckon it's just, just opened well, and gone, yeah, no. for those of
2: you, We started with President Z, Z So, you know yeah, yeah. For those of you that have just joined us We're
0: talking about Bill Clinton's
2: cock <laughs> And if you'd like to rewind the podcast Or go back to the beginning However you'd like to uh, By whatever uh, means You'll also
0: get a review of the Chinese leaders Mm. Yes, but yeah. still no mention of lady pleasers at this stage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for that update, uh, our on-the-road reporter, Brian Mannix. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Kev. All right. Now, uh, just to finish up, the uh, the before we get into our chart this week, which is a beauty from 1975, um, uh, the grand final bye, were you bored last weekend, Brian? Did you need an injection of football of some description or do you actually have a life away from football that you could get by for a whole 48 hours without there, a
0: game being on? No, I missed the football because... You know, really, it's one of the highlights of the week. On you know, a Saturday night, to sit and watch a bit of footy. Um, and I think that, the Grand Final loses a bit of momentum by having the, um, the bye. You know, it'll pick up this week and it'll be fine. But, yeah, I'd prefer not to have the bye.
1: Okay. What about yourself, Fani? Were you lost, uh, you know, looking around for things to do? Well, first of do?
0: all, we've got, to, we've got to have a bye
2: round. We've got a, a gay round. We've got a around indigenous sort of indigenous then by all means have a bye round if you can't make up your mind. Um, or, or if you have made up your mind and you're fond of both, doesn't matter, that's good, <laughs> have a round.
0: Have a round. <laughs> um, my body, my choice. <laughs> well, um, uh, <laughs> so
2: you may think, Brian, but I've seen some of those countdowns yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. I used to
0: chase you around, Brian. You were the one. Oh, they they did. They do. That's why I'm part of the Me Too movement. Yeah. Because <laughs> of all of the sexual harassment I dropped in the workplace.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah most and of... i know, it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh... Um, uh, but, no, I replaced football with the European cricket competition. Oh, yes. You sent me I'll, a text. I'll say, this. Yes. I'll say this. Luxembourg's got a long way to go in cricket. Right. <laughs>
1: Uh, Luxembourg. Who did you? Who were you watching when you sent me that text? Luxembourg and who else? Budapest or someone?
2: Spain's all right. And the good thing about it, because of, most of these teams are made up of um, people from the subcontinent, which is fine. I mean, a lot of them are born in these countries. Yeah, but there, Spain actually has a few Spanish players, like Mahalos and Mareos and whatever. And Luxembourg had this. Their captain is from New Zealand. He's fifty something. And his son's also in the team. I can't remember what their name was, but oh, they wow. batted together. They batted together. And boy, did they bicker over singles and <laughs> the father was telling him to play his shots and you could see the son wave him away. <laughs> and, then when, and then when the father went out, you could see the son him the serve. You told me not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: bit like the old backyard cricket.
2: I uh, know. I mean, they're, apparently they're, these leagues... That was C grade, but there's better teams. I haven't seen them yet. And I don't know how, that has been their 800th. It's, a 10, it's not 20 overs each, it's 10 overs each. All right. But they've, they've had 800 games already this year, and they've all been telecast. Good God. Yep.
1: Jeez. Okay. Oh, well, there's no shortage of stuff to watch then. Gee
2: whiz. And, and interestingly, they only bowled from one end. They, they telecast
0: it, but they've only got one camera. Oh, wow. I wonder if their broadcasters would be interested in 800 hours of Dan Anders talking. They could watch that. We have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness me. Those press conferences, honestly. They, they make the yes. Brownlow Medal look exciting. Good God. Yes, they do, actually. Oh, they just – never mind. All right. Now, before we get to the actual chart for this week, um, finally you brought to our attention a list that came out this week that we, we should investigate. Give us a little bit of background on this one.
2: Well, in 2004 was the last time that Rolling Stone magazine did their 500 greatest songs of all time. It's a very difficult task, of course. Yeah. They they poll heavyweights in the music industry, right across, you know, the music industry, and they, they do it right around, not the world, not America, California or something, I don't know. It's pretty narrow, but yeah. um, <laughs> I think. But still, it gives you an idea, and it's really exciting from two So they've done it again this year, because they had time on their hands, and it's a very controversial top ten. A lot of people are going, what? Why? How? So I thought we could, you know, look, these things are difficult, and I've started to have a go. And you, you, you've got a bit of your own preference in there, but you've got to try to pick great songs—not songs you like necessarily, or yeah. love, and appreciate. So it's not easy. But I tell you what, I won't. There's not a version of me having a go at this, you or Brian. It's going to have hay now by Outcast.
1: the 10th the <laughs> greatest song of all time. Uh, no, I think you can appreciate. I think uh, uh, the idea of appreciating a song, even though you don't particularly like it, is something that yeah. I've. I, I mean, I've been living with that since I got into radio because I, I knew there were songs that I'd have to play that I wouldn't like. That yeah, pe- people liked and that were good songs. That you go bang. Uh, so I don't yeah. mind that as a concept, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure Outcast wouldn't make my top ten.
2: Yeah. Anyhow, so. I thought we could have a go at the top ten each and maybe pick our three least favourite songs from their top ten. Yep. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: We'll circulate that and uh, we'll put it up – we put the 1975 chart up this week and, my goodness me, the reaction – I'll go through that as we go along – but we've got some sensational reaction uh, on the Facebook page and on the Twitter account as well uh, to the 1975. How did you find the chart, Brian? Did you like it?
0: I did. I really like this chart in that, um, I, yeah, there's a real lot of good songs in there. There's some, some really daggy ones, but I kind of like them. Um, you know, there's some couple of stinkers in there, but no, I thought it was a really good chart. I
1: liked it. it was, well, that's what Top 40 Radio was back in uh, 1975. All this stuff got played, whether it was Cal Smith's Country Bumpkin or High Voltage by ACDC. It all got played on the radio at some stage. Um, it was a... Wonderful, yeah. wonderful little smorgasbord of stuff. How did you find it, finding?
2: Um, A little underwhelming. It was, it was sort of nostalgic for me. I was ten years old at the time. I remember that start. I'm not kidding. Look, we used to go at September around that time of the, year, the the Gold Coast for a holiday. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I've I've always been heavily in the music. My family's always been big into music, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the top 40 chart was big for me, and I remember how much I hated Rhinestone Cowboy and Trans Canada Highway because they got a lot of airplay. Yeah,
1: they did. Mm.
2: They did. Yeah, I'm yeah. not they hate them now, but just as a kid that wanted something.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: I hated those songs, and I remember that roughly that start because I was thinking, why don't they play Fox on the Run? It's number one. Why are they mucking around with these songs all the
1: time? <laughs> uh, we had those little boxes with the little. Uh, you walk into the studio, and there was a box that had four little petitions in it, and the, yep. the, the A's, B's, C's, and D's, and the A's were the ones that you played about every ninety minutes. The Bs were the ones you played about every, I think, three hours. The Cs were the new ones and the ones that we'd burnt to a crisp. So they got played about once every five hours. And the Ds, I think, were the hit bounds that got – you played one of them an hour and there was about 10 in there. So they were not like on a 10-hour rotation. So that's basically the scientific uh, reasoning behind the way Top 40 Radio worked back in those days. Yeah. Uh, now. Oh, off 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 to some of the comments we got, um, Brett Argent says, can't go past Fox on the run, high voltage and once bitten twice shy for his best ones. He's got his worst ones, but he said, overall, a pretty solid chart. Back in my youth, I was 10 years old, so same age as you, um, Fonny. Uh, the start of Countdown, so lots of good memories here for him. Kenny Francis, who, as we know, has a, uh, been on the show uh, and is a, a yeah. bit of a music aficionado, said, Impossible to pick the best three from this chart. The greatest year ever for music. An incredibly well an incredibly exciting time. Uh, even the so-called daggy ones hold a special memory for me. Please take me back to 1975. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll finish before we get to, we start on ours with Troy Gardner, who uh, basically summed up his thoughts on it by saying, way too much Bay City f***ing rollers in this list for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're on your choice
1: and there, and there are, I think, two basically roller songs in there It's again that thing where we get the double ups of, uh, of acts But finally, you get to open the batting here And uh, because you are an opening batsman of, of note uh, To start us off with your bad and good yeah. number three
2: All right, I don't care whether or not people bought this single. What on earth was this doing in a top 40 for rock music? The theme to Upstairs, Downstairs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, that, you know, that, it's a theme, a, a theme to a show watched by 70-year-olds. So, honestly, it's very, you know, that would stall an elevator, that song. Anyhow.
1: Brian May and All the right. – I think that was – was that Brian May and the ABC show band? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because it was one of those um, da, 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 sort of uh, piano kind of uh, orchestral things. It wasn't a bad little piece of music, but uh, yeah. I, I agree yeah, with you.
2: Give me Ricky, mate, not Brian. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyhow, poor Ricky. Didn't stay the course. So my third favourite. Now, at, at the age of 10, there's nothing I love more than watching the wrestling. You know, on a Sunday morning, and I, I went, my brother-in-law took into the wrestling later on. I loved it. And do you remember that, like, the first bout was always that, that sort of meat and potato Aussies, Larry O'Day and, and somebody Miller? Yeah. In the wrestling? Yep. Yeah. I always used to feel there was a meat and potatoes Aussie singer. But I reckon he had a great song. I mean, Ray Burgess with Love Fever.
1: Yeah. Brian and I were discussing Love Fever just before we started, um, when we sort of hooked the phones up. Um now, you thought, tell me, Brian, the
0: just say again what you said to me earlier about this. I, I, I thought it was going to be a stinker, and I'd put it in the stinker pile. But I had to listen to it, and it sounds like Gary Glitter meets T-Rex, so I thought it wasn't too bad, actually. Yeah, I like it. You're yeah.
2: me fever. Of course, nowadays, you do that. You're out for 14 days. <laughs> but still, yeah, I reckon it goes all right. He was good, Ray. He was uh, uh,
1: obviously hosted Flashes, the the television show that I reckon, yeah, yeah. would well, it have be been around in 75 or did it come a little, I think it came a little after that. Um, Who was taller. Him or Brian. Oh, Ray. would be. Yeah, Ray was taller. Ray, was, Ray wasn't tall. He would have been 5'8", maybe, 5'7". Yeah, he, he always eight. used to wear those big platform
2: shoes. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Well this is
1: what he did in 1975. Yeah, that's true. That's true. A yeah, good fellow, Ray. Uh, loved the beer, and uh, he's still around. Don't know what he's doing these yeah. days.
2: No,
1: <laughs> that's a different bird he's, he's still, a, yeah, yeah, no, not 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 Baby John. Uh, you yeah, know, he's still <laughs> around. I, I saw a post from him on Facebook of recent times with someone. I can't remember what that was about. Um, All right, Brian, what do you got, number three bad and number three good?
0: Number three bad is number eight, I'm Not In Love by 10cc. Oh, Brian, Brian. This is an overproduced, it's 10cc, or how far are you going to go on a 10cc motorbike? Not very, and I just think, it's just the idea of the lyric, it's just, a bit too whiny and pathetic for me. Oh. You know, I can see why the girl wouldn't go for him because he's just such a nancy boy. Um, yeah, so I've just, uh, something about the production of that song, I've just always hated all those hundreds of vocals in the background going, ah, uh, it just me. So, and I I don't like Ten CC as a band at all. Oh, you're kidding. Really? Except except for the cricket one, that's about the only good song.
1: Dreadlock Holiday. Oh, some of them. That's all right. What about Rubber Bullets? Yeah, what about Rubber Bullets? Ah,
0: just. What about I'm Mandy Fly Me? Go on. Get out of it. No. Get down. Get on your mat. Mm. That's (laughs) what I think of that song. Mm, Okay. (laughs) All right. And my number three good one. Mm-hmm. Is number 12. My old mate, personal friends of me and you, Kev, Alice Cooper, with Department of Youth. Yes. That's my number three good one. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's
1: number three.
2: <sighs> okay. Yeah. You, you know, I listened to that Department of Youth because I thought that was going to be my number one because I used to love it. Mm-hmm. It's a bit yeah. lazy, that song. It's really good for about 30 seconds, and then he does that 30 seconds over and over.
0: Ah, oh, yeah. I like the lyrics, and, you know, it's only oh, Alice Cooper's Cooper song in the chart, so i had to put it in somewhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's got the, the the line at the end of the song is the best line, in, in uh, one of the best lines in rock and roll songs of all time.
0: Who gave you the power? Yeah. Danny Osmond. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, I reckon that's one of the best. That's my number three. Well, I'll put it in at number three. Um, okay. Because uh, I've done something that I've not done before. I've got I've got two massive big lists here and I'm quite happy for any of the songs in any of the lists in the good list and the bad list to be my my ones because I've it's one of these charts where it's got so many songs that at uh, Ken's right uh, hold a, a special little memory um, for some reason yeah. even even the even the you know the ones that I don't consider to be great songs hold a little bit of a memory for me uh, so I'm yeah. happy to have Alice as my number three good. my number three bad. Yeah. is the song that is number 27. Now, I have to say that in in Frank Thring tradition, I love the lyrics, but I hate the music. Sending no. Send in the Clowns by Judy Collins is a great lyric, but, oh, God, could you be any more mournful and and miserable about the presentation of a song than she was in that? She just I think there's a, I think there's
0: another song in this chart that is more mournful and miserable than that, but I'll get to that later. All right. There's only one reason I used to like that song, Kevin. Yeah.
2: When I used to feel the short legs, yeah. by the time number eight or nine batsman came in, if the first two shots he played, he played a miss. I'd was start si- singing send in the Clown.
1: Oh yes. Oh now I've
2: never heard that when I went out to bat much. I I, I just at least, Send in the clowns. And people say, what are you talking about? I go, because you can't bring a bat. Send the clowns in, mate. <laughs> well, Don't bother They're here. Correct. Uh,
1: Kelly Veitch, who uh, sent us a message on Facebook, uh, uh, her worst three were uh, one of yours, Brian, I'm Not In Love, and another song we'll get to later, but her, her worst, number one worst, was Send In The Clowns, as she uh, so brilliantly and succinctly describes it, shit song and I hate clowns. <laughs> Fair enough. <That's> him. Yes. <laughs> Put pads on them. Yeah, absolutely. Also comes up as the worst song for Johnny Pappas too on his uh, list of uh, ones that uh, he doesn't like. Sending the clowns, but we have one that's even more mournful than that coming up from Brian Finey,
2: right. number, number two. What was your good one? Department of Yeah, Department of Youth. All right, my number two. I'm, I'm probably. I imagine both of this is in your top three, so it's probably your favourite song, given your fondness for watermelon wine, old dogs and with oh, kids. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh. yeah, right, right. Another unprovoked right. Tom so T Hall I, I've seen this song, Country Bumpkin by Cal Smith. I've never heard it. And I say to myself, if this dickhead has a <laughs> chorus where we rhyme Country Bumpkin with the word pumpkin, <laughs> I am going to put this in the worst three. So I didn't have to wait long. <laughs> because, hey, you're a country bumpkin. I can still see the frost grown on your pumpkin. <laughs> oh, that's uh, What else wrong with pumpkin and pumpkin? Uh, something, according to Cal <laughs> Smith. But this, this guy is a poor man, poor man of a sick version, of a cover version of a poor man, of a drunken, out-of-work impersonator doing Johnny Cash. He is <laughs> really <pissed. laughs>
1: Hmm. Very good, Fonny. Um, yes, it is a, It is an Pumpkin. awful song. Pumpkin. It's it's a song that used to, it was a, what you could love and refer to as a handbrake song. Whenever you put it on the radio, you just knew that it was, it. everything stopped and you just went, oh God, here we go. Awful song. I call my missus the handbrake. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own now, Fonny. What's your
2: number two good? That was Brian
1: that said
0: that. Yeah, sure. Now. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Well,
2: What's your number two good? Okay. Um now, I don't know much about Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel. I like the name. Mm. But I really like that song, Make me smile. Come up and see me. You know, you can
0: see yeah. it. I like that yeah. yeah. Great song. Yeah, really, really good great. song. And I love the um the guitar solo on the um on the uh nylon string guitar. It was a bit of a novelty. Yeah, it was. It was really good yeah. car solo, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, good good song. Flamenco. yeah, great song.
1: And did you look at the clip of it, finding? No, I, I now don't do it on YouTube. I just ask
2: Google to play it. Oh, okay.
1: Well, if you looked on the clip, you'd see that he had a, a – the jacket he had on in the clip, and I haven't seen the clip, I just remember it to this day, Was uh, looked like uh, 1,700 uh, different animals had uh, been killed to, to put the jacket on, but it was – very unique look that Steve Harley had. He was actually quite your cool English rock star, wasn't he, Brian?
0: Yeah, he was good. He was really good. He didn't hit anything else, but um, that was the big one.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Was his. Uh, was his big song. Uh,
0: what do you got at
1: number two, Mister Menix
0: um, My number two good one mm-hmm. is High Voltage by ACDC. It's you know, it's a classic song that has to be in there. Um, so number six, ACDC, is my good one. Yep. Now, my bad, second bad one is right next door. It's number five. It's Roger Whittaker with The Last Farewell. That's in. a good one. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, um, look, I don't hate the song, but I did it at the time, and it's just, what the hell is it doing in a top forty chart? I don't know. But um yeah, Roger Whittaker was a bit um a lot of but you know, Roger <laughs> Whittaker, last but well. Piss off, Roger.
2: Fair enough. If, if, Roger, if Roger Whittaker was performing live in the house across the street from where I live and they offered me twenty bucks to go there, yeah, I'd tell them to stick it up their backside.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, not... uh, He was a whistler, wasn't he? Did he do the whistling? Uh, Depends on how
0: how he walked. He was a a whistler. Isn't that a breed of (laughs) dog? Yes, I think it is. Uh, He did have a bit of whistling going, I
1: think. You're right. Yeah. I I vaguely remember him having some sort of whistle thing going on at some stage. Uh, Yeah, no, not not a good song. Not a good song. But a good choice for the uh, the good one. High Voltage has to be in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, My number two, bad. Uh, I've always hated this song, and I used to hate playing it on the radio. Uh, I I could never under. I used to whinge and bitch to the program manager that we had to play it. I think I was doing nights at that stage when this came out, and I said, "Why do I have to play this crap at night? Kids don't want to hear this. It's just a god awful song." Freddie Fender, before the next teardrop falls. Seriously, what a bloody awful song. And when you're playing that and then you've got to play High Voltage or Ian Hunter or Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel after it, you're going, just doesn't fit. So um, I know the boss used to actually listen to me to make sure I played it when he knew I had it coming up so I didn't just put it to the back of the box and ignore it. So I always hated that song. And my number two good is, I think, fantastic song. i got a feeling that I'm going to gazump Brian here in what's coming up on his list. I think this is a really good song. Um, I always liked it. I know it was it was a bit uh, sort of out there, but Janice Ian's at 17, I thought was a very powerful song for its time back in 1975. And looking at it today, I think it's, it's still a very powerful song and I've got it as, uh, as my number two.
0: Well, we might discuss this a bit
1: further later on. <laughs> I had a feeling that that might that <laughs> that might be the case when you when you when we discussed so Judy <laughs> Collins. I thought, hang on, I'm looking down the list, thinking, uh, now I know what song he's talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I twigged it wasn't Love Will Keep Us Together by the Captain and Tennille, or, or Love Game by John Paul Young, or Life by Sherbert. No. I tweaked it wasn't no. one of those ones. So, uh, so I'm sure we will, I'm sure we will cross paths on that in a in a second. But uh, yes, Janice Ian's my number two. Right, Uh you get to get this your number one.
2: Yeah, you know, I've always been fairly opinionated, no. and I, and I remember no, nah, really? um, I remember as a nine or ten year old thinking anybody I know or anybody I know knows anybody. of the base city rollers they can go. I mean, the the Bay City Rollers were unbearable at the best of times. The Give them Love was the worst of Um, times. The uh, Kilted Boy bands sitting on top of old Rolls Royces, (laughs) all I can say is I hope at some point, and I'm pretty sure this would happen in England, it was a cold day, and they froze their knackers on, on those bloody Rolls' voices because they were shitful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: terrible. Mm.
0: I don't mind that song because we had it in my countdown play and it's so daggy that it's almost it cool. Easy. Especially the bit in the middle when he talks and he goes, yeah. when oh, I yeah. walk with you, there is just we two. And oh, that is, I laugh my head off every time I hear him go to that monologue in the middle. I think it's fantastic.
2: This isn't like, give a little love, uh, take a little hey. love. It's like she wants me, she hates me, she loves me. She, she loves me. I love you, hate you, love you, hate you, love you, hate you. Correct. You know, give a little love, take a little love. Well, that's nothing. That's back to
0: square one, isn't it? Hey, Brian. you be prepared to forsake a little love, too. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Brian, what
1: would yeah. happen if Shirley Bassey sang uh, the Bay City Rollers?
0: <laughs> well, she. Give a little love, take a little love, give a little love, take a little love, take a little love. There's love. love
1: alive in the fricking joint. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and that will make Stephen Rateman very happy because on the Facebook uh, post, he's put, can't wait for Finey to butcher Give a Little Love. So between the two of you, you've done well. <laughs> so there were two, I think there's two Bay City Rollers songs on that uh, on that chart. Yeah, bye bye babies. Bye on bye, that, I that's think. that's the other yeah. one. Yeah, it's at thirteen.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I used to live in Elsternwick, and there was a, a gay sauna called Bay City Sauna above the pizza joint. And I
0: used to
2: think. I oh, wonder if they named that after Bay City Roll.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, I d- I did the welcome for them in Brisbane at the airport, and it was a rainy day, and the flight got cancelled about three times, and they finished up flying in at about they were supposed to be I think at midday, and they I don't think they landed till about five or six o'clock, and we were all half whacked by that stage. Um, and the girls were, I've never, I've, i I've still to this day because I didn't see the Beatles sort of, uh, uh, you know, the, the screaming and yelling. But the screaming and yelling for them was unbelievable. And there was a couple of thousand, I think, in the end, five or 10,000 or whatever it was at the airport. It was unbelievable. They were huge. But you're right. They were terrible. Mm-hmm. Right, find it. What's your number one?
2: Good. All right. Now, you know, I'm listening to, I'm listening to most of the things in the charge to try and assess. And I, I had no intention of putting it in my top three from memory. And I thought, this is a really good song, and it's beautifully sung. And you are got to be shocked, but it's love will keep us together. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It it's is a good really well harmonized. They, they, they sing it beautifully, and it's great. Yeah, it is. A yeah, no, really not, it's a really catchy song, and really well sung, and really... Melodic and good. Yep, it's yeah, got it's, really another, it,
1: it's got a great line in it too, where they sing that uh, bit at the end, where they go, Sadaka is back." I really like that. That's a cute little line that they put in there because uh, he wrote it. Of course, and they, they, they
0: were good, Captain and Tiddle. They did. She she had a beautiful voice. The bit I like the best in that song is at the end, and he goes, "Captain goes, who's going to keep it together?" And the crowd goes, "Donny Osmond." He goes, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I always I always you know,
2: when I watch footy commentary, I always used to think like um it it certainly me there's a moment where a, a skipper passes a bloke ball to a bloke called Neil. And uh, as if I was commentator, I remember in the eighties I used to think, you know, even in the 70, late 70s late seventies when cowboy Neil was playing, I said, If I was commentating, I'd be saying, Captain to Neil <laughs> that's just, uh, but Neil. It, never, it never came up. Um <laughs> Yeah, so that's my that's my favourite. Yeah, and good. by the way, that song came out in 1975 and five years later it was proved incorrect. They broke up. they didn't keep together, yeah. No, because it got designed by a much better song, Love Will Tear Us Apart.
1: Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Joy Division. Is that Joy Division? Yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Right. Uh, good choice, Fanny. Good choice. A Surprising yeah. choice, but good choice. Yeah, I thought... I thought I'd shock you with that one. Yeah, you did.
0: All right, Brian, what yeah. do you got? Number one. Uh, <laughs> my number one good one mm. is I like this song a lot, a lot, and I think it holds up really well today. And what I like about it is that I think it's the only song that's ever written about this topic. So that gives extra points for it for me. Um, and I speak of Skyhook at number 15. With all my friends are getting married. I think it's a wonderful song and a great lyric and a good idea for a song. I agree. Yeah, I think it's a beauty. Yeah, it's a beauty. But that's my number one good one. And now, (laughs) we've got a little lady. She makes Leonard Cohen look like the Sex Pistols. (laughs) 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 She's so depressed. It's like... You should get a pair of razor blades when you buy the record to help slash your wrist. This this is the first real big girl in her bedroom with an acoustic guitar blaming the world's problems on her ex-boyfriend and, oh, she's so depressed and miserable. And, you know, at 17, she's already decided the world is shit out and... I think she just needs to, you know, go and look at the sky for a while. It's not that bad, darling. Go and get a root in here or something. Because <laughs> she needs a bloody good root. That's what she needs, Janicean. Oh. A bloody good root, and just, you know, take her mind off things. For God's sake, woman! Fancy waking up next to her. <laughs> oh, piss off, woman! I'm going home. <laughs> Uh, Good, uh, well done, Brian. Yeah, well done, well Brian.
1: Uh, it's a, one, of, one of your better um, uh, sort of ranting and, uh, you know, senseless uh, tirades of word. Well, in the words of Shirley Backey, I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate <laughs> it, hate it. Hate it.
0: Uh,
1: yes, I know. I know. Okay. It's, a, it's a song that polarises people, but I actually, I still, and I, I think she actually sung it really well. He did, but it's a shit song. Thank you for that uh, wonderful uh, dissertation there, Mr Mannix. Uh, My number, the one worst song, um, one of the great iconic bands of uh, Australian music history, a a groundbreaking band, a band that uh, took uh, Australian music to the rest of the world when others couldn't uh, and had success in the rest of the world when others couldn't. Um, Unfortunately, hang around for a little bit too long with this one and changed what was, I think, the essence of of their success uh, because their lead singer left and they put another lead singer in and they did a song and it charted here in Australia. I don't think it did anything anywhere else because it was bloody awful and it's the Sparrow song by the Seekers. And I think it was when Louisa Wisling or Wisling um, took over the reins from Judith Durham and that is one of the worst bloody songs ever. And that was one that I did fight to have never played after six o'clock at night when I was doing nights in Brisbane. So we didn't play it. And I was thankful for that. So that's that's my number one bad. I don't mind the
0: sparrow song. Oh like you do not don't you you just I wouldn't say I, wouldn't say I like it, but you know, I don't hate it. Well what but about I haven't it? Heard it. You don't like it, you don't hate it, you don't make like up <laughs> like, <laughs> like your mind, surely. Yeah. I like it, hate it, like it, hate it. <laughs> um
1: She had a lovely voice, Louisa Weasling, but uh, just it was just a dreary, bloody horrible song. Awful. She was, was a bloody good she a bloody good root test. Oh, stop it. Uh and my number one good could be any one of uh, seven uh, seven or eight or ten songs here. Um uh, I, I, I agree with you about all my friends are getting married. I agree with love will keep us together. Um, but I'm going to – and there's a song on here that I love um, by a Sydney band, the Hot City Bump Band called Do What You Want to Do, which I, I really thought was a terrific song. Um, but there's sure. – uh, uh, yeah, I, I like that. I, I also like – I like I'm Not In Love. I thought that was good. I like Spit and Twice, Shy by Ian Hunter. Hello. Um, with, none of us have picked the number one song, Fox on the Run by Sweet. Good song. Or the number it three. Is a, it, is a,
2: it is a good song. Yep. But, you know, it's not like sweets or, or, gla- or, or Hammering the Glamour.
1: No one picked... Uh, no one's picked... Uh, they, had, they
2: had a great song
0: with Hammer the Glamour. Sweet. I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's number number I four, good one. one. ELO Can't Get You Out of My Head. Oh, that's the can't one I'm...
1: Of yeah, I'm, I'm agonising at the moment over which to pick as my top, whether it's ELO's Can't Get oh, You I Out of My Head. Um, which Sorry. which I love, um, or put Ian Hunter in there. Skyhooks are in there. Um, I loved "Bony Maroney" by Hush. Their version of yeah. that I thought it was just. Oh, I loved it when it was out. Yeah, I just thought it was. Attitudinally, I thought it was one of those really good songs, and Keith oh, just Keith just nailed that. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with ELO. Can't get it out of my head. It's one of those haunting songs that. I think I, I wasn't a. Oh, I liked a lot of ELO stuff, but I then found them pretentious after a while. But that's one of the early songs that I thought they did did really, really well. Just marginally. Yeah. Just edges out the status quo's roll over, lay down and let me Yeah. In. That's a good song,
0: too. <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: and I love James you know, Taylor's I, I, how
1: sweet it is. I've got to say, I listened
2: to this song on this chart, Light by Sherbert. Yeah. And for 15 seconds, I thought. I found a really sort of gritty and good Sherpa song, but then Daryl started singing, and it's as shit as all the other ones. Oh, <laughs> that. That's a, that goes life, 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 <laughs> life, life, life. Yeah, 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 something's wrong with the recording. <laughs> but no. at the beginning, I thought, oh, this one's got a bit of peace and a bit of backbone to it. But And, and look, I, I've got nothing against Daryl or, or, I mean, his music, must be It's
1: very appealing, but it's just not my sort of music. Yeah. So there's there yeah. a little novelty song in there called 18 with the Bullet by Pete Wingfield that I really like too. And uh, and you mentioned Rhinestone Cowboy earlier, uh, 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 funny I actually really yeah. like that song. I've always yeah, loved I that too. song.
2: I, I love I Glenn too. Campbell's voice. yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I must have been a
2: stupid kid. I used to watch a film clip hoping he'd get tossed off the horse, but he never did. <laughs> and,
1: no, he, uh, gee, I thought he had one of the great voices. I agree with you about Trans-Canada Highway. That is that is a crap, that one.
2: And, and Gene Pitney's good. Yeah,
1: I agree. But not that song. I agree. Gene Pitney, 24 Hours from Tulsa, is a great song.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Gene Pitney, but that song is was never any good. You know, Trans-Canada Highway. yeah. Awful. will home, blah, 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 blah. And oh, as, as, mate, some, as, you, as you said, Roger Whitaker, the Upstairs Downstairs theme. I mean. Al Martino. Hope,
1: Al Martino's in there to the Door of the Sun, which is a dreadful song.
2: Yeah. Oh, actually, there's, there's another song on it that's quite interesting, and I was going to ask you guys about it because I didn't know much about this performer. I've just got to get it up. It'll be, well, if I get it up, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah,
2: ah, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but she's a, 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 I think maybe an African American lady. Um, an
1: African American uh, lady.
2: Well, the, the, the band is African American. I'm assuming Shirley and Co. Oh, sure. yeah. Shirley! Shame, 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 shame. Yep. And it's actually quite a good song. And part of that song is a very early version for me of sort of rapping, because it's sort of quite fast. Talking in it's Quite good Yeah there is wonder, some, There is some talking in it Yeah Yeah You know I wonder if that's Recognised as an early Trend Or because they were female It was like Yeah whatever Yeah but don't, it was, It's don't not know. bad so. Shame, shame, shame Yeah
1: don't Don't uh, Don't know Well it wasn't a song That I liked oh, There's a couple of Abba songs in there too That almost made my list Which um, oh, Pretty ordinary no, no, oh,
2: I'm really pleased You didn't get All involved in Yeah I mean the ABBA aficionados would have had two in their top three best songs. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of one good ABBA song. I think there must be one. The Winner Takes It All is a great song.
0: I reckon, Yeah, um, I, mean, I reckon all of their songs are pretty good.
2: Now, The Winner Takes It All is good with Steve Coogan and um, his is Offsider on that. On oh, Steve Corral, and, oh, no, 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 it's it's. Steve Coogan and...
0: Yeah, they go out to restaurants and yeah, yeah. around.
2: Yeah. yeah but they do a whole analysis of the winner takes it all. But he wrote it, he broke up with her and made her singer. <laughs>
0: yeah. Did <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. you, you hear Carla Brunei's version of that? It's beautiful. You don't realise how sad that song is until you hear it slow down and without all the production on it. I've heard that, that her is, version I mean, of it.
1: You put me onto that. That's a really good version. Yeah. I agree with you, Brian. They're, their songs are actually pretty good. They just got played to death and we did, We just killed them. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we did. We just um, killed them. I mean, they,
2: they're, did you find them make... repetitive? Yeah, but most uh, pop songs are. I mean, they're songs repetitive. Money, money, money. I do, I do, I do, I do. Move on. Find another word.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <SOS>. Waterloo, <laughs> Waterloo, Waterloo. You know, I mean, really. Oh,
0: no, no, yeah, no. I you know that, but you can say the same about Skyhooks with that. Yeah. You know, hey boy, that Ball and Colin. Hey boy, that Ball calling. and yeah, like Colin. You just like because of good in bed. You just like because of good in bed. Yeah, just like because of good in bed. You know, I think that was one of the uh, little trickster pop songs back then. Yeah. You, yeah you, just, you hear the song once and you go, right, it's called this. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, Skyhooks really we love, but Abba's one of the biggest bands of all time. They got away with murder. Oh, they, I think they were great. I'm not crazy about their two new songs, but they um, got new um, songs. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're they're just got, they just got back into the top 40 in England. Um, but the one of them doesn't even have any drums on it. It sort of sounds like it should be in a musical theatre song. Um, I always had Faith or something. But the other one's not bad, sounds like ABBA. Um You know, make a lot of people happy.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. Thanks to everyone who, jumped, who jumped on Facebook and, uh, and Twitter and sent us their thoughts about uh, uh, that 1975 chart. Uh, Kenny Francis said it's 4 KQ's current playlist. He reckons up yeah. in Brisbane. Uh, and they're the number one station in Brisbane. So Brisbane hasn't moved on from 1975, apparently, uh, which is good. Uh, people remembering Ian Wilson remembers the suite is the first ever concert he went to. A um, couple of good hit bands. Uh, Wish You Were Here and Dreamer. Uh, this is Johnny Purchase, who has, uh, everyone sort of got into the, um, the Department of Youth, Fox on the Run, all in there. So uh, thanks for your comments. It's uh, much appreciated.
2: Uh, and we'll put... You know, we've, we've that one song, which was enormous on the Countdown. They wouldn't stop playing it. Mm-hmm.
0: What's
2: that? Uh, That's Magic by Pike.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. The follow-up to January.
2: Yeah. I mean, I thought the follow-up should be February, but... Yes, yeah, if I'm not in the music <laughs> no no, it
1: was a pretty awful song I must admit Magic I didn't like it January was alright yeah. but yeah, it sounded like a a cousin of January uh, the top 10 was Fox on the Run by The Sweet. Oh Boy by Diana Trask which we didn't mention um, on air good but job. off air Brian and I both said we would uh, be a really good song number 3 Boney Moroney by Hush Love Will Keep Us Together yeah. Captain and Tennille at number 4 Last Farewell at 5 by Roger Whittaker 6 <laughs> was High Voltage by ACDC Number seven was "Life, Life, 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 Life" by Sherbet. Uh, eight. <laughs> eight was "I'm Not in Love" by Ten CC. Oh, here's a bad song. Number nine, "Tears I Cry" by the Glitter Band. Oh, um, I don't remember that one. Oh, what is that? Oh, just awful. Uh, don't don't put yourself through it. Three minutes of your it's life. Not, you'll it's never not that get
2: back. song. It's not tears I cry for you
1: and not the same. It's not that song. No, nah, I don't think so. Uh, I, I I had a quick listen to it and went, no thanks. Uh, and number now, you, two.
2: You're right, you're right, Bonnie. It's not that song. Yeah, good. I mean, look, the problem with the Glitter Band is there were good songs that the lead singer makes it hard to stomach any, any of them. Really. Well, this
1: was when they moved away from him. This is when they were doing stuff on their own.
2: Yeah. Gary isn't on this. No, I mean, if, you know, I, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but especially for our listeners, if they haven't, Go to YouTube and put in Gary Glitter. This is your life. If you want to see something very uncomfortable. Ooh,
1: okay. Okay. Uh, number ten is one. There's
2: bitten an twice. from This Is Your Life that is very, very uncomfortable.
1: Uh, okay. All uh-huh. right. Um, number ten is one bit and twice shy by Ian Hunter. So that was the top ten back in September 19, 1975. We'll do the Rolling Stones chart next week. We'll dissect that. Uh, we'll have a look at the uh, the top 500 and give our thoughts
0: on that next week. All
1: right. Okay. Have a wonderful week, hey. boys. Enjoy the grand final. Good luck, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah,
0: good. good luck, guys.
1: Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll all be happy. If uh, if uh, we don't, uh, well, I just won't talk to anybody for a week, so we won't ever show. Okay. No, okay. I won't be like that at all. I'm China very form very, uh, very comfortable. Yes, the storm on Saturday afternoon at two thirty. Be watching that with great interest. Have a good week, boys. Yeah. Enjoy, and I'll talk to you next week. See ya.
2: Bye. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook...